0: One, um, two, three, four, I declare a thumb war. All right. And a ho! Welcome to episode 70 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And once again, another week has passed us by. Where has the time gone? And we are back, baby, to talk right at you for another episode of Hit the Deck. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How about yourself, sir? I am doing reasonably well myself. Thank you for asking. Of course. Yeah. So, have you done anything fun in the intervening week? It's funny you should say that. As a matter of fact, I did. <laughs> yes. Do tell. Enlighten and like, and it's
1: all—it's all thanks to you and the wonderful teammates of the LIQ that we actually had to play deck hockey again, and I was able to participate on Sunday. So, yeah! Yeah, it was great seeing all the guys, and you know, God bless you, Rob and Brad in particular. How uh, cool they were. Excuse me, uh, Brett. How cool they were and the greeting and all that and it was like I never left and uh, we played really well Gary you were amazing you really stood on top of your head in all three games that we played and it was very hot and I have to say that Gary was in the sun for a majority of the day so your great play was made that much more special from enduring those challenging issues and it was just so much fun to get out there and play again. And uh, thank you to Jeff for saving the day, by the way, because we were down another goalie, and he very generously decided to get between the pipes for us. And he didn't have his regular goalie stick either, or it wasn't his equipment. So most impressive, and thank you for that. And uh, I think it was a Joe that uh, got the gear from Brad, too, to make sure?
0: Uh, I think it was John. Okay. They're brothers. So So I believe they came together. So yeah, John and Joe.
1: Thank you, boys. So... Very, very appreciative, and it was great to be out there again, and hopefully I could join you guys more consistently again.
0: Yeah, man. Well, it was great to have you back. It hasn't been the same without you. So I hope you can make this a regular occurrence. And uh, I really – I I didn't ask you just to fish for compliments because, you know, I I was just happy to play with you. So, you know, you don't have to go tell everybody how great I was. I, you know, I, I did lose a game, so clearly that wasn't I your fault. It was that great. That
1: wasn't your fault. And it was only one goal. But, uh,
0: and I, of course, just for the record,
1: I knew that you would not fish for compliments because you're so good at deflecting them so well, uh, the goalie that you are. But it did need to be said how well you played. And it was great to see you guys again and especially not playing for so long just to appreciate the quality of the LIQ and how evenly the teams are, even with new faces, at least for me out there and consistently good these guys are so and hopefully we could get a few girls out there too and it's a great league thank you
0: yeah and uh, making me be a part of it uh, of course and i have to say you did pretty well for somebody who has been off for a couple months and you even scored a goal so congratulations there you've uh you met your quota i think for this past weekend
1: yeah thanks hopefully my my goal uh, lack of a better term, is to score a point a game. So I think that was my only point for the afternoon. So I was 0 for the other two.
0: I, I don't know. I wasn't but, tracking the assists. Yeah. Um, I was tracking I, the puck.
1: Exa- and very well, too, at that. But uh, but yeah, anytime you could score, especially on, on the talent that we have in that league, it's always extra special and uh, very humbling. But uh, yeah, y- you guys are great and It was a lot of fun to be out there again.
0: Great. So should we get started with the podcast, or is there anything else you'd like to cover? I think that's it. All right. Well, then uh, let us get right to business and jump into our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious, long-awaited, and dearly missed co-host, (laughs) Thank you. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Yes, sir. So, James Sejazi, if you're not still too worn out from all of your hockey play this weekend, would you mind telling us what is on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to, coach. And
1: yeah, for the record, it was great having line changes, by the way, or else I wouldn't have been able to play. Thank you. Hockey in the News! In honor of our favorite NHL goalie's 51st birthday, Mr. Mike Richter, the American Rhino and I will go through John Kreiser's list of the top 10 U.S.-born players, 25 and under, currently playing in the league. Wild D. Coyotes! The D stands for deck. As fall begins, let's relive some of our summer highlights. Hopefully we all have some. The Arizona Coyotes win the prize, however, with their generosity of building deck hockey rinks. And pass the buck! The Canadiens, a female ice hockey team from the Canadian Women's Hockey League, promote the start of their upcoming season
0: by playing deck hockey. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James.
1: You're welcome, sir.
0: Okay, so in the news with the upcoming NHL season, there is much hockey news. But uh, I think the, the thing that we want to start off with for our newsy segment is a happy birthday to, as you said, I guess, our favorite goalie. Mine, certainly, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast or weren't able to pick this up yourselves, I am number 35. I wear that in honor of the uh, Stanley Cup winner for the New York Rangers and USA gold medalist Mike Richter who, uh, as James said, is turning 51. So uh, he's he had to retire early with concussion problems, which was a shame. But he has parlayed that into a second education and a burgeoning activism and political career. So good on you, Mr. Richter. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ricky. And, you know, happy birthday to you.
1: Yes, as a matter of fact, if you listen to the podcast when the American Rhino generously puts it up for the week, it's on a Friday, and that happens to be, if you're listening right now, when it's fresh off the press, the 22nd of September is Mike Richter's birthday. So happy birthday, Mr. Richter, if you're listening, I hope. Yeah. And uh, also, just for the record, my sister-in-law's birthday is the 23rd, and guess who her favorite goalie is of all time?
0: Uh, (laughs) It's not me. So in order to be topically relevant, I'm going to say Mike Richter. There you go. That's yeah. right. It's, it's the start of fall.
1: It's Mr. Richter's birthday. Then it's my sister-in-law's birthday. It's also uh, the 23rd is also Bruce Springsteen's birthday, too. So she has some pretty cool company.
0: All right. That's pretty boss. Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I thought that was good. That didn't deserve to be booed. Everything I say deserves to be booed, James.
1: (laughs) Hey, listen, after last week's edition, particularly that that genius that was the Sesame Street deck hockey, you do no wrong in my eyes. So give the American
0: Rhino a break and
1: and quite frankly, don't anger a rhino, okay, everybody?
0: Hey, so let me ask this. This is a sidebar, but I want to ask you, since we're here and you know it's just kind of organically come up, so... Bad pun that I just made. I think that would be uh, considered in in today's modern parlance to be a dad joke. That's what they call bad jokes now, I think. And, and you know, grown worthy humor. Those are dad jokes. And I am a dad, so that's fine. But growing up in my household, those were always just jokes. That's the kind of humor that I grew up on. You know, that's that's what I learned. So I just when did they become dad jokes? I don't know. I, life is really passing
1: me by in a lot of ways. And I do admit that I'm uh, a bit longer in the tooth than my 39 years show, but <laughs> it's weird. And I don't know why everything needs to be, uh, I don't know with, with the world of uh, texting and such where things don't have names anymore. You know, everything is, is, is like a short form of something with, with the, with, the, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I can't answer the question. I I don't think that's fair. I think dads are wonderful human beings and very, very important human beings out there. So it's like when they insult dogs. I mean, dogs are such wonderful animals and loyal animals. And, oh, that guy's a dog or something. I mean, that that should be a compliment. So for all dads out there, I think it's a compliment. So keep it up. It's funny. And if people don't get it, that's not our problem.
0: I'm not insulted. I don't think it's it's you know, I, I think it's just I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't get when they became dad jokes. That's all. I mean, I understand in concept why it's called that, because that's the kind of corny joke you expect dads to tell. But I just, I, I don't know when the label got applied to it. And that's, you know, like I said, growing up, that's just, that was just, those were just jokes to us. That's what we found funny. My family. Yeah. So, you know, my, myself and my sister have been telling dad jokes since long before I was a dad. And I could definitely vouch, and my brother can as well, that my dad doesn't tell corny jokes. <laughs> oh, well, you're missing like, out.
1: Laying it out there, okay?
0: As someone who grew up on corny jokes, you are missing out. And uh, yeah. I've met your dad; he's a nice guy, but uh, you know, gotta gotta pick up the slack there, Mister Sajayzi. Get on the ball here. <laughs>
1: uh, all
0: right. No pun <laughs> is too grown worthy.
1: I think it's great. I. I'm not faking when I laugh. And and a lot of times I try not to laugh too much, but I I do it in vain because the American Rhino is just that entertaining and funny. So, so be it.
0: Well, perhaps I can gin you up a, uh, since you missed out growing up, perhaps I can gin you up a uh, top 10 list of dad jokes. But in the meantime, why don't we focus (laughs) on the top 10 list of U.S. born players, 25 and under that are currently playing in the National Hockey League? Sounds good to me, sir. So uh, th- this is from, as you said, John Chrysler. 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 Bueller. 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 <laughs> I-, I think it's pronounced
1: Chrysler, but I-, I could be totally wrong. Oh, so yeah. I there's apologize. no L in there.
0: I don't know why I, I-, I inserted that. I apologize, John. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. And uh, also to in honor. Not be too for- familiar, but uh, sorry. Also in honor. In honor of
1: Mr. Mike Richter. And, and I understand the point of the of the article, but um since it says about Mike Richter, maybe we should bump the year up to thirty five and under, but that would be a whole different list.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they were excluding an entire decade's worth of players there. Which yeah. is uh, you know, I I imagine that would change the list considerably. It would. like your Sidney Crosby's and your, uh, not American born Malkins. Oh, that's that's true. I forgot. This is us born players. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Fair point. But it would still narrow the list. Mm. But the,
1: again, to say what, what Gary is talking about is the funny thing that eight of the 10 players on this list were all teammates of the 2016 world cup of hockey, North American team. So that's pretty interesting. And just gives you an idea of how good these players are.
0: Yeah. Good. Good on them. You know that. I mean, it stands to reason because if you are playing, if you are among the best players in your league, in the the most elite league in the world, and you are American born and your country says, hey, we would like you to represent us in these games, then, uh, you know, what red blooded American wouldn't answer that
1: call? Absolutely. And especially with, like we said, Mike Richter and his success like the 1996 World Cup of Hockey, for example. And yes, gold medals and and his great performances in the Olympics, uh, especially coming up against the Canadian teams. So silver is nothing to be ashamed of by any means. Yeah, along those lines, they have really raised the bar. And obviously the 1980 team, grew an entire generation of great American-born players. So I think that's the point that it's 25 and under. And I really loved what the NHL did last year with the World Cup of Hockey, coming up with that North American team, because they may not have won, but boy, were they so exciting to watch. I mean, young, fast, great, talented. And it's amazing. Some of these guys are 19 years old, for crying out loud. It's unbelievable how good they are and how fast they've gotten to be that way. Kind of like what we were talking about last week or last edition of uh, Hit the Deck is you have to toe that line. If you're talented enough, you don't ride these kids too hard if they can't handle it. If they can handle it, then God bless. But that is a God-given talent nonetheless. And uh, the only two players not to make the 2016 World Cup of Hockey roster that are on this list, they were... Knocked off one, because I think you had to be playing in the league at the time, and two, it was North America, so they had to make room for the Canadian players as well. So that's not a knock on these young guys at all. But that's just the reason that it's eight out of the ten.
0: If I recall correctly, and I have been known to misremember from time to time, but if I recall correctly, this was this youth team was uh a combination of you know America and Canada because mm-hmm. they already had a American team and a Canadian team also competing. So this was strictly the, the youth from the best youth players from those two countries playing against the veterans from the rest of the league in the world. So
1: Right, which was a brilliant move on the NHL for doing that, or at least the NHL PA and all that. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that they all had to get together and agree with that. But exactly, I mean, that's how good that Team USA and Team Canada are that they had all these young kids that made up one insane team that maybe they would have had to make room for. And when you're talking about guys like Matthews and uh, for, for the Americans over here and, and Saad and, and Hellebuck, it's, uh, you got to maybe knock off some of the older guys, and that's not an easy thing to do. So pretty amazing and well done. Yeah, yeah, good on them. So for this list, we'll start in goal at the heart of the American Rhino and, of course, Mr. Richter, <laughs> the uh Two goalies, which, again, both were on the World Cup of Hockey, John Gibson of the Ducks and Connor Hellebuck of the Jets. So in this article written by, I believe it's John Kreiser is how you pronounce his name. If not, I apologize. He just goes through a couple of little highlights that these young men have already accomplished. And when you look at the ages, John Gibson is 23 and uh, Hellebuck is 24. (laughs) So... They haven't been in the league too long, but they've earned their chops, and it's amazing the, st- the statistics that they've put up in such a short amount of time.
0: Well, you know, the, hockey isn't a sport where players generally come into the league right out of high school. You know, it's that happens sometimes in basketball and in football occasionally, but in hockey, you know, you generally you have to play in college at least a little bit, and, and if not any college, you know, then you definitely have – Developmental leagues, and you go through a few of those usually. So, the uh, yeah, so the fact that they're 23 24 means that they don't have a, a large under 25 window usually to play at all. You know, most players come into the league in their uh, early to mid 20s. So, the fact that these players are on this list at all is you know a, a really um tribute to them for being you know, that skilled.
1: Really? Yeah. Because as Gary said, the NHL, it's the best of the best. And I don't care what anybody says, especially if you go to a game in person. And if you're lucky enough to get really good seats, you see how fast the game is, how big these players are, how strong they are. And if you're lucky enough to get there early and just watch them warm up, the skill level, it's off the charts. And I I, I think we were talking about this off air a little while ago was uh, there was a, TV series on some sport, I don't know, maybe it was MSG or something. I think it was called Sports Science or something to that nature. Mm. And they took the quote-unquote worst hockey player in the NHL, I guess statistically or if he was uh, considered a goon or whatever the case was, and they had him just take shots at targets and the guy nailed every single one of them. So if he's considered, as an example, one of the not elite of the elite I guarantee you this guy is a million times better than anybody that we know personally. (laughs) So just to put it in perspective, how difficult it is to make the league and to play in the league, keep your spot and forget about excelling in the league. I don't even know how anybody does that. So John Gibson kind of uh, did it really quickly, too, because he was named the starter for the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, last year, at the beginning of the season, Gary and I went over the teams that we thought wouldn't make the playoffs, make the playoffs. And I said that the Ducks wouldn't, and Mr. Gibson proved me wrong. So that was uh, pretty impressive on his part. And that that's a tough league out there, too, in the West.
0: Did the I pick Pacific. the Ducks to go? I, I feel like I might have for Mighty Duck reasons. I believe you did, yes. Quack. So good on you. Quack! 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 Ducks fly together, James. Ducks fly together.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll go to the penalty box, so <laughs> I definitely deserve that one. <laughs> so going on to this list... A, we'll go to the, my heart is defense. That would be Seth Jones of the Blue Jackets, mm. and uh, this young man, and also Justin Falk of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mister Falk is 25 years old, and Seth Jones is 22. And for the 2016-17 season, he had 42 points for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who had a heck of a season, by the way. Great job for them, mm. and the Carolina Hurricanes over there for Mister Falk. He had himself 37 points. And as a defenseman, that's pretty impressive, especially when you're that young. And he had a very good shot on the power play with 23 goals on the power play. So that's something that is really needed, especially from the defense, to come up with power play goals.
0: Is, uh, is this segment a supplement to the fantasy segment <laughs> that we did a few podcasts ago?
1: You know what? That's a really good question. And speaking of which, as we emphasize that fantasy is much different from the real league in terms that everything is based on points and things of that nature, I think if you could get any of these young men, it would be great for your team. But they tend not to light up the points sheets as much as you would need for the fake fantasy nonsense. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be good. But as a strict sense, if you're just going to get all these guys and and there are a couple of names here that are legitimate goal scorers and point scorers like Mr. Austin Matthews and Johnny Gaudreau. And we know another guy on the Rangers, too. So, yeah, the, for those guys, definitely. But for maybe, you know, I, I'd, I'd go for Gibson if I could get him and uh, buck and stuff like that. And maybe Seth Jones, not so much. But if he's on the uh, on your list there and you can pick him up by all means.
0: All right. Great. So what other glorious positions are represented there james
1: we go over to
0: the sabers of jack eichel he's a center and
1: speaking of austin matthews the guy just jumped into the league with both feet and did not look back so he's been amazing but mr eichel only age 20 had himself 57 points last year for the Sabres. And Austin Matthews, I I think in his first game, didn't he score four goals or something yeah. in, in his first
0: night? Something like week? that. Yeah, I got to give him credit. I didn't think that he was going to stay as hot and as productive as he wound up doing. So good on him. I, I thought he was going to flame out.
1: Absolutely.
0: The man is only 19
1: years old. He came from Arizona, of all places. And the man put up forty goals, twenty nine assists, and sixty nine points in his first year in the NHL. Unbelievable!
0: Sixty nine, dude. <laughs> yeah, that is unbelievable. That's uh, that. That's pretty great. So you know, I would I would not mind having a player with those numbers on my team. Right? Says Captain and
1: Obvious. Sure, man. And uh, I apologize to get back to Mister Eichel. The man right. had uh, fifty seven points for the Buffalo Sabres, and the Sabres were not as good a team as the Leafs were, so that is a lot to be said. He's very effective on the power play, too, is uh, Jack Eichel.
0: Okay, good. Well, I'm not as familiar with him, and that's on me, but uh, good good on them. Good, good on him, and good for them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm with
1: you. Uh, maybe call it the New York ignorance or whatever the case is, but uh, we don't get to watch as much hockey as we'd like to, Gary and I. So we usually just focus on the Rangers or we get a chance to watch the Islanders and the Devils if, if they're on and so on and so forth. But exactly. We don't really know too well the other players out there, especially if they're not superstars. So unless the Rangers are playing them head to head. But the Rangers and the, uh, the Sabres are going to play at City Field for the Winter Classic game. So we, we should get to know the, the Sabres a little bit better. But at least this is an aid for that. And, and that's the point of this article, too, I think, for, uh, for NHL.com is to let these young players become superstars and get to learn and know them at uh, such young ages.
0: And for those of you who might be outside of the New York area and, and be sitting there saying, but wait, Buffalo is in New York. What are you talking about? Buffalo isn't part of New York. That's not that's like technically it's got New York in its name or in its state. It's tech. It's Buffalo, New York. That's what it is. But it's like, yeah, that's upstate for for us. City boys, James and I, a city folk (laughs) upstate is not part of New York. (laughs) It uh, New New York ends at Westchester. (laughs) So just, uh, you know, be aware of that. Thank you, sir. And yes, I did
1: speak with someone from Buffalo over the summer, by the way, speaking of uh, we'll get into that later for summer highlights. And he was pretty much adamant that they consider themselves Western New York because I said, oh yeah, I'm familiar with upstate. You know, I go to the Catskills every year and this, that, and the other thing. He said, nope, we're Western New York. Uh-huh. Like, okay, okay, whatever. So thank you, Gary, for explaining that to everybody out there. Just sure. Well, it needed to be said. You know,
0: we wouldn't, we wouldn't want people to
1: get the wrong idea. No. Oh, and another thing too about Austin Matthews, by the way, last year, this is a really ridiculous tangent, but- Matthews is born and he's an American player, born and raised in, in the USA, but he plays for a Canadian team. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the year, and it's usually during the Super Bowl weekend, the PGA does this really cool waste management tournament. They just sponsor the tournament. But I was going to say, do
0: they do they practice eliminating waste? <laughs> no. Well, it's all about recycling and such. It's like trash compacting events and, and like, uh, you know. The fastest to haul a garbage can around. That's because that when I hear waste management tournament, that's what I think.
1: It, it's an official PGA golf. Do they <laughs> race garbage Which trucks? Is One year the caddies did race down a particular hole, but I don't think that they race. That would be awesome. I'd love to see that. I'm sure <laughs> it would
0: tear up the course.
1: But maybe separately. But the point is that this <laughs> tournament is in. I, I believe it's in Phoenix itself, but I know it's in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there's a hole. The 17th hole, I believe that is actually a stadium hole and it's a par three, but it's completely, uh, uh surrounded by stands. And there's, I think something like 20,000 fans or so standing room only could watch and, and, and see this particular hole and the atmosphere. It's intense. I mean, the loud people screaming and yelling, it's totally not like PGA golf, as we were talking about a few hit the decks ago
0: with yes, tennis and Rafael Nadal. Nadal would not want to play on that hole. Exactly. So
1: it's so intense and it's so exciting and it's great to see. I'd love to see it in person, by the way. But the point is there was a player and they do funny things to get the fans encouraged and and hyped up. So Austin Matthews being from the state, there was a golfer. I can't remember who he is. I apologize. But he wore an Austin Matthews jersey as he was getting ready to to take his shot. And the fans didn't get it. They started booing him because it was a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Nah. They didn't realize that Austin Matthews is from the area, that he's an mm-hmm. Arizona boy. So the poor golfer was trying to do something really cool. It was an official hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. And after he put it out, uh, he signed it and threw it to the fans out there. And I, and the poor... <laughs> they throw it back? Uh, no, the, 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 the okay. announcers had to go to bat for the guy and explain... That he was doing something really awesome. Mm-hmm. So then, then the fans finally got into it and, and accepted it. So the ignorance on their part was uh, overlooked. But God bless that uh, hero of the PGA.
0: I mean, I know Arizona has a team, but it's not exactly a hockey hotbed. So I guess credit to them for recognizing that it was a different country's team.
1: And moron. The uh, I, I didn't mean to say moron. I was going to say, but... who
0: you call it a moron, James? <laughs> more about
1: the arizona coyotes in the next segment but for what now a
0: maroon
1: let's go back to to canada and uh this list of the top 10 best u.s born players 25 and under currently playing in the nhl and young mr johnny Gaudreau, the left winger of the calgary flames this guy he's 23 years old and he's from New Jersey. How cool is that?
0: So that that's really uh, awesome. Is that Is that a rhetorical question? Do you want an answer to that? I, some people I love very very much and are very near and
1: dear to my heart live in New Jersey. So. Yeah, all right. Fine. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you and and I don't want Sue coming after us because superfan Sue is a big New Jersey Devils fan. So. We want to keep as many listeners as we can. So thank you. for. It. So See, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think that's really cool that Goudreau is from Jersey. I, I mean that. I'm not being sarcastic. James or,
0: is the like friendly, all encompassing, all are welcome. Yes, everybody is welcome on the podcast. I'm just like burning bridges left and right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want you, Jersey. So uh, so legitimately, uh, Goudreau
1: is from the tri-state area. How's that? And uh, the guy has 61 points in, from last year alone, 2016, 2017. He's really considered small for the NHL too. He's 5'9 and only 159 pounds. I'm 5'9 and I'm about 165 pounds, but I guarantee you I'm not in anywhere near the shape as Mr. Goudreau is. And the guy is fast as lightning. He's got incredible hands and uh, can, knows how to score. So really cool guy, great kid to watch. And I really hope that he has a nice long career ahead of himself. All right. Now, Who else? Who else? Mr. American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind bringing us into the next player on this list, because it actually, he comes from the team that we can agree on to root for.
0: He does, but I don't know where he's from. (laughs) He's from uh, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. JT Miller is the person that you are referring to and, and you're, you know, subtly prodding me to announce for some reason yes he is a left wing for the new york rangers as james mentioned the team that we root for and uh so you know uh we we are partial to jt he's a gamer he's uh you know he's he's a hustler not hustler like you know on the street like uh oh he he hustles he i mean he he like he moves quickly up and down the ice and and you know works hard out there that's uh, the 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 definition of hustle, which I am uh, here using. So uh, I wouldn't want to give you the wrong idea. I mean, I don't know what his off-ice activities entail. I guess he could be a hustler. I've never heard that about him. I, I wouldn't want to make any assumptions either way. But uh, I have no reason to believe that he is. So I don't want to give you that impression mistakenly. If, if JT's a listener, he can feel free to... Reach out and and set the record straight on that. I'm I'm overly formal here, calling him JT like we're boys or something. Mr. Miller, that sounds like like Mitch Miller. You know, do you ever listen to Mitch Miller? Uh, It's a Christmas tradition in my house. Uh, Christmas, sing along with Mitch. I'm rambling. He has nothing to do with JT Miller. Um, The point is JT Miller is a good player. That is the point that I was making, which really came out of nowhere because it had nothing to do with everything else I was saying. But um, he is under 25, and he's apparently from Ohio, so he qualifies for this list. In all seriousness, he's, try- he's, been, um, he's been trying to really break through with the Rangers for the last couple of years, and last season it finally really clicked for him. So uh, good on him. He's, he's really he's worthy of being on this list. He All joking aside, he is a very good player. Yeah, I, I second that very much. Uh,
1: <laughs> thank you for that, sir. Sure. Uh, and uh, and two more names on this list are. <laughs> Do you need a minute? <laughs> I'm okay, I think. All right. As, uh, are, are Brandon Saad, the Blue Jackets' left wing, and uh, Zach Werenski, and 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 they are, they are they're good players under 25, and they're in the league, and
0: good for them, and they were born in the USA. So there you go. Just like Bruce Springsteen, whose birthday it is. (laughs) It all comes full circle, James. That's that's the kind of quality podcastery you're going to get here on hit the deck.
1: Uh, Salute, American Rhino.
0: Indeed. Uh, okay. I think we've spent a lot of time on this topic.
1: Which is good because I don't think we have much for the last topic. But uh, for the second topic, let's go over to, well, let's go back to Arizona, I guess. I've never been to Arizona. um, Neither have I. I've been close to the area or at least the state, but I have not been in Arizona itself. But Mm -hmm. it uh, looks like a great place. It would be. Ideal for me because I suffer from allergies and apparently the Arizona climate is really good for allergy sufferers and that it's dry heat Mm -hmm. as opposed to the humidity and and the filth and whatever nonsense we got to deal with here in the New York area. But uh, the best part about it is the Arizona coyotes over the summer. And also we'd like to know if your summers were good, what your highlights were, if you were able to go on vacation or play deck hockey or whatever the case is. We'd love to hear from it. And hopefully the American Rhino and I will share some of our highlights, but uh, the point of this is that the Coyotes have partnered with the NHL of all places and and the NHLPA as well, that beginning in last April, they've launched an initiative to construct brand new, beautiful deck hockey rinks all around the state of Arizona. Nice. Absolutely. And on Hit the Deck, that's heaven on earth for us. It's, It's strictly deck hockey. It's not roller hockey or anything else. It's all about deck and promoting the game, and they're doing a fantastic job at it. And on April 13th, obviously before the summer of this year, they debuted a deck hockey rink that they constructed for the Luke Air Force Base. Hmm. And the best part about all of this stuff is that the rest of it, the, and they're going to build multiple deck hockey rinks as well. The uh, For the rest of them, the rinks are, as we said, deck hockey specific. They're both for children and adults. And the rules for these rinks are that they are strictly for deck and learning how to play deck hockey and have a good time and, and learn and love the sport of hockey.
0: I suppose it would be rude for the adults to displace the children that, that want to play, you know, kids can go out there and say, yeah, deck hockey. I don't, I don't know why I just made that noise. Is that, that, that's not, I don't know that how many kids go out and yay deck hockey. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving them enough credit I think. But uh yeah, so I it, it, it's, you'd hate for the adults to go out and really just kind of kick out the kids although they're bigger and they could probably take them. But um yeah, it, it's uh <laughs> y- you want the kids to have fun, but the adults want to have fun too is what I'm saying, I guess. I don't know.
1: Well, I think deck players are are, uh, friendly people and and understanding people, and I don't think that the adults would kick out the young children. I think they'd be happy to teach them the game and show them how to play and uh, maybe not necessarily play against them. But I'm sure that the Coyotes and the NHL and everybody else behind these rinks would make sure that the adult leagues are separate from the, the children leagues. So they could coexist and everybody could be happy and learn and love to play the game. And as we said before, the weather is pretty good in Arizona, although it does get really hot. But I'm sure when the sun goes down, they have lighting that it's much more comfortable. I don't know about bugs and, and gnats and mosquitoes and that stuff, but I think that being able to play deck hockey
0: in that environment sounds pretty great. Yeah, I agree with that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it is it is hot, of course, and you would have to stay hydrated but uh yeah, i I think that look, I've played obviously, and so have you, James, played in the heat and and moreover the humidity, and it's it's just so, so difficult <laughs> to even breathe when it's humid, you know and 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 that really takes a lot out of you, so. I imagine that dry heat, as long as you stay hydrated, I imagine that's a pretty hockey-friendly environment, which is kind of counterintuitive because when you think the desert, you don't think hockey. But I, I imagine it would be, based on the factors that you just mentioned, a good environment in which to play.
1: And the rinks themselves look gorgeous. They're really state-of-the-art and uh, very well done. And I think we have to make our way out to Arizona just to, to play on these uh Check out these deck rinks because they they look fantastic and they really put a lot of heart and soul into them, a lot of care. I'm sure a lot of money. Uh, I think the YMCA of Arizona, or at least uh, around the city, are in cahoots with the Coyotes as well
0: to promote this. <laughs> that just I, I understand what you're saying and that's a it's a good thing. But is anything positive ever described as being in cahoots? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, they're in cahoots to promote hockey. What are they up to? Yeah, we've accused JT Miller of being a
1: hustler, and now I'm accusing the YMCA. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> send your uh, complaints to David Jay-Z. David and, uh, Jay-Z,
0: right, yes. Care of. <laughs> um, yeah, so – n- go. no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't no, mean to interrupt you. I had nothing to say, so please – I was was just going to say that uh, similar to the Coyotes we mentioned recently on a previous Hit the Deck that Tyler Sagan donated a deck hockey rink in his uh, native Texas to the Boys and Girls Club of Collin County, Texas. And fortunately, it seems like that deck hockey rink was spared of the wrath of Hurricane Harvey. You know, We had mentioned a concern, we had voiced concerns about that when we covered it on the podcast, so fortunately that has not been affected, it seems. And not only that, but they are also helping their uh, fellow Texans, who were not as lucky, get off their feet, uh, or get on their feet, get back on their feet. I'm sure they don't want to be off their feet, they want to be, although... With all the work that they put in, I'm sure they are spending some time off their feet. They they deserve it. They've earned it. But really, the, the expression is getting back on your feet, and that is what they are helping them to do. So, uh, you know, good for you, Tyler Sagan and the Boys and Girls Club and uh, everyone who's been donating to the relief effort, both in Texas and Florida and uh, now Puerto Rico and Mexico. And it's just, oh, this is... It's it's been a rough few weeks for the world. So, you know, anything you can do to help out. This didn't suddenly become the, uh, the charity cast, but really anything you can do to help out, I'm sure would be appreciated by these poor, desperate people who've lost everything. So, you know, anything any of us can do. Amen to that.
1: And thank you for bringing that up, American Rhino. It's true. Yeah. This podcast is about deck hockey and hockey and stuff like that. But we do have a conscience and we do find it that if anybody is listening out there to just encourage you all that we're all human beings. We all share this planet and, um, you know, Gary and I are Catholics. So we try and live our lives like that and treat everybody as you would have them treat you. So if we're preaching I'm not going to apologize about that. So it's just the way you should live your life instead of fighting people and and insulting people from afar in your parents' basement on your computer or something like that because there's nothing weaker or more cowardly than that. But well said, Mr. American Rhino. Uh, Getting back to the deck stuff, I wish that the Arizona Coyotes and um, Mr. Tyler Sagan and people like them, if they would be nice enough to come on
0: up to Queens and build a deck (laughs) hockey rink for the LIQ – We'd appreciate that, too. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, they know that we already have our uh, our handball court that we call home and we would be, you know, bereft were we to have to move to a, what did you call it, state-of-the-art new hockey facility? <laughs> what, what makes a deck hockey rink state-of-the-art? I'm curious. Is it like ultra-sleek, modern tiles that people can run around on? Is there a scoreboard? What What, what is the technology we're talking about here? Judging from the picture
1: that is posted, and we will put this up on our Facebook page and um, links for our Twitter account and such. But from what I could see, especially specific for the Arizona rinks, is that they do have these, they look like state-of-the-art tiles that they are not, they look breathable. So mm-hmm. they're smooth and I'm sure they're ideal surfaces to play on. And uh, looks like that they won't burn your feet, believe it or not, if it gets too hot. Because as Gary has discovered over the last few years, that they make certain deck hockey balls for different kinds of weather. So sure. some for the winter, when the physically things get colder and harder because of compression. And then in the summer, when it's warmer, you need a softer puck to play with, and they compensate for that. Does Milek and people that create the equipment to play deck hockey with, but... They have uh, real goals that that are they look like they're on moorings, so they don't get knocked off. And gosh, that's as uh, I'm sure for you and every other goalie that plays deck hockey. That's a nightmare. Having to worry about the net moving or getting your stick stuck in the net and so on and so forth.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say it's a nightmare. I mean, I've been playing with those kind of goals for four years now. You're used to it. You just kind of hug the post and try not to move it too much and then if the play goes into the other end you try and move it back to where it's supposed to be as far as getting the stick caught in the net it's just positioning so it's gonna get you know if if you're if you're hugging the post and you move your stick around you can get it caught in the net just as easily in uh you know the if it's if it's stationary as you can if it moves fair enough I mean Speaking- it, yeah you you I guess you have less of a risk there of pulling the net off its moorings if you get your stick caught. But I think a good goalie is going to realize if his or her stick is caught that they're you know not going to be able to get it out just by yanking hard on it and just going to let go and worry about it when the play clears up. That's, that's a little bit of inside baseball or inside deck hockey, I guess, for you there for the the mind of the goalie. But, yeah, when you lose your stick – or when your stick gets knocked away or your stick just when you no longer have access to using your stick normally, you just drop it and, and you go. You just, you, you keep playing as best you can until you can recover your stick.
1: Thank you, sir. And apologies for stepping in your crease there. That's no, not okay. my expertise. So I apologize.
0: Quite all right, sir.
1: Quite. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so getting back to the, the rink, the picture of it that the Arizona coyotes built with the YMCA, they have full boards, which is really exciting and nice and clean and flush to the surface. They also have the markings, which interestingly enough, it looks like there's a, they don't just have a red line because usually in deck hockey, there's just the red line. There's no zones, mm-hmm. but it looks like there are zones to uh, play in here. So I don't know if they have a hybrid rules there or if they just ignore the, it's a yellow line. It's not a blue line for uh, deck hockey purposes. And they have the face off circles and the crease which is really very helpful and it's all bright and well, you could see everything mm-hmm. and it's well planned out and it's legitimate and it looks nice and clean and new and I really want to play on it. So uh, well done on them. So that's why to me it looks like it's all state of the art. It's very well planned out.
0: Well, the zones, sorry, James, the zones mm-hmm. make sense to me because after watching the deck hockey world championships that uh, in Pardubice, Pardubitsa, Pardubice wherever the rules there for offsides were that you had to break in over the blue line to be onside but you were not offsides until you went back over the red line so those those ah. zones are kind of necessary in under those rules i don't know if those are you know supposed to be the standard set international deck hockey rules or if that just applies to that tournament but Uh, I don't know if there is an international deck hockey governing body, but yeah, that explains that potentially. Interestingly enough. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. And speaking of international deck hockey play, our last segment of the evening or the morning, or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast, our last segment of the show, the really big show is uh, about the uh, Canadian female ice hockey team. The, uh, the, or, I'm sorry, the Canadian Women's Hockey League ice hockey team, the Canadiennes. I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's anywhere close to correct pronunciation. It's uh it's not spelled like the Habs. There's like an extra N and E and the Canadiennes. So it's like I guess it's the female version of Canadian. I don't know the distinction really verbally. I don't speak French. But that's who it is. That that's (laughs) the Canadian women's hockey team. Okay, I'm gonna stop offending them now. So uh, anyway, (laughs) what they have done, the reason we bring them up, uh, aside from trying to pronounce their name in a ridiculous manner, they, in order to promote their upcoming hockey season of ice hockey, they did so by playing. Deck hockey,
1: yeah, that that always gets our attention, and it's always much appreciated. So very cool for them, and one of the reasons why they promoted the new season coming up, which I believe starts around the time that the NHL does too, mm. early October, is uh, congratulations to the Canadian Women's Hockey League because for the first time this season they will be true professionals and get paid to play. Yeah! And also the excitement continues because now they have added two expansion
0: teams from China. I want to know how this works, James. and maybe you can't answer the question, but this is this is just crazy to me. I mean I, I know that the NHL has been trying to grow the sport in recent years, but mostly those efforts have been focused towards Europe, where it's still a long flight. But it's, it's, you know, not terrible. China is literally halfway around the world from where these players are playing. So do they travel for these teams? Do the, the Chinese teams just come and take up residence in Canada? How does this work? That's a great question. I've gone to their website and it's
1: dot com, And they haven't updated it yet because they still have last year's standings when they only had four teams, apparently. Mm-hmm. And there are teams from Montreal, Calgary, and Toronto. I don't know where Brampton is. I'm assuming that is in Canada, but I don't know if they're still around or if they were folded. And then they have the two China teams. And there's also a team from Boston, which we all know is from New York. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Excuse me, from uh, which we all know. <laughs> Which we all know is I from think America. My geography isn't great, James, but I don't think that's right. Uh, uh, unless, unless it's upstate, because that you know, as we yes, previously mentioned, that's right. that that's you know, upstate isn't part of New York. So it's you know, if Boston is upstate, that's fine.
1: It's true. Yeah, well, you keep going upstate. You go to Connecticut and Boston. So uh-huh. yeah, um, I'm, I'm going, gonna going say, back. In
0: the- I'm going to say Brampton is part of Ontario. I don't know if it is, I could be completely wrong, but just in the, in the back of my head, I I think Brampton is in Ontario. And if we have any hoser listeners, eh, you feel free to correct me. Yeah. And, and thank you for
1: correcting me too. <laughs> my apologies to the Boston blades and the fine, fine city of Boston. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, to answer your question about the Chinese teams, I would assume that's probably what they do. Like, They maybe the Canadian teams or at least the uh, North American teams, let's say, fly over to China and maybe play a couple of games like a a series or so. And then I guess vice versa, that the Chinese teams would come over here and uh, play the North American circuit. But I don't think that they would just have the two Chinese teams beat up on each other and then have one (laughs) of them qualify to like they do for the World Baseball Classic. Right. But that would be interesting, and exactly. It's, that, that's a heck of a trip, as the NHL is figuring out, too, as they are playing their preseason games between the Kings and the uh, Canucks in China for a two-game series out there. So that's interesting to see. But either way, congratulations to the ladies, and uh, we'd like to uh, keep up with them and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, good, good luck. Bonne chance, ladies. Bonne chance. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. All right. So we thank you for joining us for another episode of Hit the Deck. This was 70. If you were keeping track, Hit the Deck number 70. Thank you for listening to another episode. Thank you for electing to download or stream or watch on YouTube or however you have elected to consume this media. We are grateful for your choice to do so. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast, to Anthony Sajazy for providing music to the podcast, and happy birthday to his lovely wife. Thank you to the LIQ, not only for welcoming James back with open arms, but for providing sound effects to the podcast. And of course, we would thank you to contact us if you would care to do so, if you'd care to give us some feedback on this show, if you'd care to tell us how awfully I was pronouncing the Canadian team. Or if you have any thoughts on the uh, deck hockey rinks in your area, or, uh, you know, if you want to donate to a, a new deck hockey rink for the LIQ, really, any, if you care to reach out to us for any reason whatsoever, please feel free to do so at hitthedeck at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Hit the Deck. Our YouTube channel is Hit the Deck Podcast, and we are on Twitter at hit the deck pod and if you go to our Twitter page at hit the deck pod you can participate if you are listening to this on the day it drops that is Friday the 22nd of September 2017 you still have an opportunity to vote on what our next YouTube video is going to be we have recently released as you saw if you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, which we strongly encourage. If you are subscribed, you saw that we just dropped another episode of Hit the Deck Hockey, wherein James and I called play-by-play for one of the games from the Rose Charities Tournament that we covered in episode 55 of this very podcast. And you can watch one of those games in its entirety with play-by-play and scoreboard and, uh, you know, all that good stuff right there on our YouTube channel. And we have another game that's loaded up and ready to be shot out to your eyes. But we also have a couple, not one, but two goalie gear preparation how-to videos. And we want to know what you want to see. So head on over to our YouTube channel and check those out. Head on over to our Twitter page, hit the deck pod, and vote on what you want to see. And if you cannot make your way to our Twitter page for whatever reason, I got you covered. You can just go to our webpage, hitthedeck.com, and you have our Twitter feed right there, and you can vote right there. And we want your input. We are a democratic podcast. So uh, <laughs> we want your input. So please do that. And I said, contact us, subscribe. I mentioned it before, but if you have not already done so, please, please, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, which was iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, any other suggestions for places you want us to be but we might not be for whatever reason, drop us a line and let us know about that. And I would also like to push, because James was just telling me about it, the Podbean app, the official Podbean app. You can get us right there in all of our glory and get a whole bunch of other awesome Podbean podcasts as well while you're there. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. James, is there anything else that you would care to add?
1: Yeah, a few things, and thank you so much. First of all, the American Rhino really did an excellent job on the graphics and the whole uploading of the play-by-play that we did. He he filmed it. He did the graphics. he, He timed it. And so really spectacular job. And he did the color very well too, by the way. So excellent job there. So please go see the genius that is the American Rhino with that uh, Rose Charities game that he so generously uploaded on our YouTube page. Also, yes, very happy birthday to my lovely sister-in-law who I love very, very much. And uh, Mr. Mike Richter as well as our favorite goalie, Gary, Lara's and mine. Also, if anybody out there wants to teach me how to add... And about geography, I definitely welcome that, too. So thank you, everybody.
0: All right. Thank you, James. And as I have nearly talked myself to passing out, I think I will end this uh, succinctly by simply reminding you that whether you are a young and up and coming player or whether you are just a kid who is out there on a brand new rink or whether you are a player fresh off the boat from China here in the uh, great, great Canadian wilderness, that wants to play deck hockey, it's always been your dream for whatever reason. I would just urge you, please, 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 remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. That was a little off-putting to me to be told that I'm over the hill and out of shape, basically.
1: Yeah, and especially on your birthday, that, that's yeah. not nice.
0: Happy birthday! Time to hang him up. <laughs> yeah.
1: <right. laughs> Hang in there, man. No, that that's you got a lot of good hockey left in you.
0: I'm not done. I got that a lot left. left. That's
1: right.